ready to go. Turin Giants podcast, episode number two. My name is Farhad. I have Rob with me on the other line across the ocean. How are you, boss? I'm, I'm good. How are you doing? You okay? I'm doing all right. A few technical difficulties here and there, but we're, we're rocking. Oh. Uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in for the first episode of Turin Giants a few weeks ago. This is episode number two. Pretty much the same pattern. Pretty much the same plan. We're going to discuss a couple of games, the ones that we missed, the one that is upcoming, and we'll take a bunch of listener questions. Uh, I got to thank you guys for, for all the questions. You guys, basically, we wanted to make this podcast driven by the fans. Um, the UV podcast, the official UV podcast will be out after the Atletico game. Uh, Giovanni and I are ready to, ready to record the, the new, new episode after the Champions League clash. But this is, this is your podcast, guys. This is where we answer your questions and we, we do stuff for you guys. Rob was nice enough to take over the, the host duties and, you know, uh, t- uh, collect a few questions from Twitter, which is at uvafc.com, spelled out. And at UVA Podcast is our Twitter page. And also you can find us on all streaming, uh, podcast streaming services, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and uvafc.com on the actual website. Uh, Rav, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you speak for a little bit now. But let, let's be honest, no people don't don't tune in to listen to me. What you got? Oh, come on, come off it. Um, I figure we'd start just by talking about the last game, which was God. It was like two weeks ago, so I know we've had the break in between, and much needed break. Everyone gets really kind of bummed out. Yeah, I, I think exactly that. I think maybe this time around it was it was kind of um, like normally City R starts and then we're so you know like bummed out that the uh, that the break comes so soon afterwards. But I feel like this time maybe we we did definitely need it. But yeah, that that game two weeks ago uh, mm-hmm. that was a game was, and a half. That was insane. I mean, that was just absolutely insane. Um, what did you make of it? Like, can you, can you <laughs> remember I, back to What did I make of it? When, <laughs> when, when Napoli scores their first goal, you just know. You just know they can come up with something brilliant. And, and they did. That, you know, the third goal was not even a surprise to me personally. It was a, you know, it was just, th- that's what they do. That's what they can do. And if you even want to show Europe what they can do, if you even want to show Italy what they can do again, We'll just have to play with a little more, little more uh, mental strength. I mean, that was. I, I know the the coach was missing from the sidelines. It matters a lot, you know, adjustments during halftime. But this is just unacceptable at home to to let in three goals. That's just we got we got super lucky. I wasn't. I didn't. Yeah, you know, I made fun of the Koli Bali goal and you know posted the the tattoo. The I think the tattoo is fake. I posted the picture from when he scored. Uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. in the last minute, but we got lucky. Let's not let's not celebrate this this win as a win. This was a this was a loss in many ways. Yeah. What do you think? That's yeah. That, no, you you pretty much summed it up. That's exactly how I feel. It's like um, you kind of have that that opening forty five minutes, and I just felt like okay, we're really seeing what Juve are all about, or rather the the kind of new look Juventus. You know, in terms of the way that they're going to play. Some of the passing and like the the way that they counterattacked was just it was spectacular. It was really really encouraging, and I thought you know 
it's only what the second second game week and they're already you know sort of really like the ideas are starting to come together and they're playing more on the front foot and the passing is just excellent and it's it's really really easy on the eye and we go we go into that half time and I'm feeling really confident because because it's Juventus it's at home um you know we, we didn't have Chiellini but we still had Bonucci and, and we're we're so strong at home, you know, and it's like you said that that first um, when Ronaldo scored, I thought, okay, that's it, you know, mm-hmm. completely game over. It's done and dusted. Let's Maybe just enjoy the afternoon and have a beer, you know. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. Like we can just switch off. We can chill the second half. We don't have to worry about injuries. We can maybe have a bit of rotation and just kind of coast out to to three points. And then I think we had another missed opportunity to make it four nil. And then they scored that one goal, and then you just start to feel like, what? What the hell is going yeah, on? Please, yeah, please here, here, so here it is. I think once the second, yeah, once that second goal went in, that that was it. Then it just, I, I just had this horrible feeling like mm-hmm. we're not ready for this. When Kadira came off, and it seems really weird to talk about Kadira playing such a key role, but I think when he came off, that midfield just just kind of went to shit, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before you know it, it's like, uh, you know, it's 3-3. And then they kind of, I think they I think they were kind of happy with with uh, with a draw. And like you said, it's just such a miracle, like a complete miracle that we had that, uh, that fortunate winner. And it came from probably their most reliable player over the mm-hmm. last couple of seasons, the guy that they can always turn to. So, yeah, I, you know, there, there's like two ways of looking at it. There's that side that you think... Um, you know, strictly you kind of think, okay, well, I don't want to celebrate this because it wasn't a good win. We we let ourselves down. It was complete luck. We we got but embarrassed. The, Let, let's be honest. I mean, if it, yeah. Even even with that goal, you, you're showing other teams that you you're willing to give up a three goal a three goal lead. That's uh, unacceptable, man. I just I feel I feel and I felt bad for the guy. And you know, Kilini is injured, and let's let's shout him out. I know he's listening. He's not really listening, but let's let's ima- let's imagine he's listening, and we we're behind you. And Kellini seems like one of those players that he will do as much um, positive. He he'll, he'll bring in as much positive being on the bench as he would on yeah. the field. You know, he he would be that motivator that would you know hubble on his crutches and and yell at the players from the sideline. And what a loss! What a loss! I, man, I just hope he comes back. He is. Come, comes back it's and, huge. you know, within it's, the next six happen. months. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say the other, the kind of the flip side of it, I, I always, even when we play poorly like that and it ends up being like a lucky win and you kind of think, shoot, thank God we got it. But then the other part of me was just thinking like, this is brilliant. <laughs> we beat Napoli. We beat them by the guy who scored the winning goal last season. Yeah. Scores, you, you know, it, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just fantastic. And he's like, they're kind of, fancy pants defender you know like the their best defender and uh yeah and he does that so it was it was kind of bittersweet like you can celebrate it but then you can't celebrate it you know but sort of like the, the, like you mentioned the first 45 minutes was just fun to watch you know it you mm-hmm. and i tweeted that that juve is finally fun to watch again and juve is quick yeah. juve is creative and again you know completely different second half because with all that style and with all that flashiness you know just wins have to come as well you know you uh, yeah 
it's it's the complete opposite of last year. You know what I mean? Last couple of years, boring football, but we're winning. But now we're seeing a lot of uh, well, that's a lot yeah, of substance, like, but not you know the scores are not the same. All right, let's move along. What, yes. what do we have next? Let's let's get let's uh, get a couple of questions out of the way. What do you th- what do you say? Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me just quickly flip over. Okay, yeah, I've got I've got a few questions. Um, I'm going to apologize because I didn't take down the like the Twitter handles and all the usernames, but you know, hopefully they'll be listening, so they'll know you know what the questions are all about and who asked them. But, I think that's okay. Um, yeah. So the first question that I got was, um, what do you guys think of Delish's ability to fill in uh, during Chiellini's absence? So that's kind of a tricky one, but do you want to? What do you think? Do you, what do I think about okay? his ability? Um, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, speak, speaking of the Napoli game, we saw that, you know, no matter how good you are, no matter what, what you've done with your previous team, it takes a little time to, to uh, get into the groove. And um, I don't think he was, I don't think he was, you know, ready for, for such a flurry yeah. of attacks. You know, it's, it's Napoli. Uh, there's always yeah. going to be an adjustment time. Um, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm not one of those fans that that's it. It's a flop. It's a, but let's give <laughs> yeah. let's give my son some time because my son will be back. Absolutely. I mean that that's pretty much my take. How on earth can you judge? Uh, you know, like he's 20 years old. You know, and he's yeah. playing in a new league in a new country. He doesn't fully know the language yet. He's learning the tactics. He's trying to figure out. You know so much stuff and he's still young i mean i think maybe sometimes we're way too quick to kind of expect that just because he cost us 70 million that that's going to translate to him you know being brilliant every single week it doesn't you know it just doesn't work like that you know we spent 100 million on uh ronaldo and he's been fantastic most of the time but he's had a couple of games where he's been off so judging him that harshly but i mean in terms of his ability i, I think he's going to be absolutely fine i really do i think he'll have Bonucci to him and I think Bonucci whatever else we might um, I think he's yeah when he wants to be he's someone that he can kind of look to and, and he can kind of guide him in the weeks ahead so um, but Barcelona yeah, fans had a day feel, uh, field day with this didn't they Barca fans were out uh, and and trolling in full you. force but it's okay we'll, <laughs> we'll get over it are are we hopeful that Delhi picks up and and you know these two weeks have been uh important for him to get his mind right i know he played a couple of games for netherlands but everything will be fine guys don't worry all right let me let me ask you the next question next question that's from radek our friend from the czech republic (laughs) the 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 beer connoisseur the world famous beer drinker and a retweeter of really naughty things i might add so he's asking (laughs) really (laughs) if you know you know uh he's asking what's your favorite beer i'll let you i'll let you get get this one Oh, that's so tough, you know, because I like to drink beer from whenever I can. And I'm not sort of like a connoisseur. I'll, I'll drink whatever you put in front of me, to be honest. But um, I'm going to say Turkish beer, Ephes, which oh, wow. is just really, really nice. Yeah, I really love that. It's um, I, I never have it here, but whenever I go back to Turkey, it's something I always look forward to. And it's, um, yeah, maybe it's more like the, the whole sort of Turk feel and warm weather mm. and Interesting. Sitting on the beach, beach, and you know, like cracking open, open an Ephesus. Yeah, that, that, I'll go. That's go with so that. fine because I'm from Azerbaijan, and Turkish beer was huge there. And we grew up. Well, I, mean, oh, really? I didn't grow up drinking it, but FS was just at every party. It was just the, the beer that was imported to <laughs> us and it. exported to us. So it was, 
Yeah. Um, as far as me, whatever the mood strikes, if it's if it's cold outside, I'd like to drink something a little darker. If it's summertime, I'm not too proud to drink a Corona with a lime in it. Uh, yeah, whatever is delicious. I, I love beer, but I, I love whiskey. I love old fashions. Whatever the whatever the mood is that coincides, co- you know, that goes together with that drink. I don't discriminate against drinks. I'll drink vodka. I'll drink if it's a if it's a Champions League where we got knocked out. I'll drink a little something, a little something stronger. Hopefully that, that good. hopefully that gives you guys a little insight into our mysterious, mysterious <laughs> lives. <laughs> if 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 only people would know how <laughs> how busy and how just typical my life is, it's not Monday. nothing really yeah. interesting. I wouldn't say Monday. I love my life. I I try to do a lot of things and uh-huh. I try not to have every day be the, the the same as the previous one. So I I like a variety. But yeah, the majority sure. the majority of it is just being a dad, man. So it's what's the next question? I get boss? it. Next question. Um, this is kind of, uh, again, sort of works into like the preview of the games that we've got coming up. So how do you expect us to play against Atletico next week? Um, go ahead. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, ugh, I'm, I'm really not too sure, to be honest. Um, I think these early games are going to be so, they kind of be difficult to judge because you, you see how we played against Napoli. We had a great 45 minutes, then we switched off. Um, we've got the game against Fiorentina this weekend. And again, I don't know which Juve is going to turn up. I don't know which Fiorentina is going to turn up. They've got a lot of changes. So uh, how much is Sally going to rotate, you know, with that game in mind? I'm hoping because it's away from home, I would, to be honest, at this early point of the season, I would take a point. I would take a draw there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be really bullish and say we're going to go there and win you know, 3-0 or whatever, they're a tough team to break down, as we saw in the past. Um, they can be really tricky. They can be really stubborn. I think they're probably trying to find their feet a little bit because they've had a lot of changes, much like we have this season. But looking at their performances so far this season, I think they've managed to grind out three wins, I think, in La Liga. So they've, they've won every game. They came back from 2-0 down in their last game to win 3-2. So... It's going to be tough. I got. Um, I, I got to agree with you. When yeah. when the groups when the when the draw happened, I said that this is the one point that we should. <laughs> in a perfect world, this should be yeah. that one point that we can allow ourselves. Super tough going in there. Uh, they will. The, the fans will be. I mean, the fans last year when we played them uh, at Wanda yeah. Metropolitano, it was just the the place was completely rocking. I could not believe how loud that place was. You don't see that a lot with a top 10 world teams anymore you know it's sort of like tamed down the atmosphere but their their place is so loud they will be pumped from the the loss against us from last year uh they will be just dying to to hit us with a blow so yeah like like you said i'll i'll take a point i'll take a point away if it's uh if we're lucky maybe squeeze a couple in get a win out of it but i would be happy with a with a draw however that shouldn't be the goal. The, the goal should always be trying to win um, and, and show, like I said, we need to play with a little more um, fierceness, a little more, show, 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 show them we got balls, you know what I mean? That's just basic, exactly. basically yeah, just, just not rely on Ronaldo. Everybody should be firing at all cylinders. 
this is our year. I do believe like this this Champions League campaign should be it. Thank this you. is we've been, we've been preparing this for for twenty years. Oh God, I hope. <laughs> I really hope. I'm trying not to get too like too hyped up about it, but then you always get to that point when you qualify from the group, and then you you go into the last sixteen, and then you your mind starts to think, ah, it's only a few more games. We can we can definitely win it this year, but yeah, I'm going to try and stay grounded this time around. Before we move on to another question, I want to shout out, I promised, uh, Club Juve is a new website. It's a blogging um, portal. It says um, Bianca Neri News and Analysis. And there's there's a few articles up there now, the match review from, from Napoli. And it's sort of like a, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like a public domain type of thing. They, you know, you can post post your blog on it. So check out clubjuve.com. I like, I like to shout out new... Juve projects and um, and Adam Digby. Shout outs to Adam. He's he's coming up with his own new podcast and uh, a new website as well. Uh, I, sorry, I just remembered to to mention it. I will come up with a name. Let me Google it. Let me Twitter it real quick, and I'll come back to you guys. Check out clubjuve.com and um, uh, support our friend Adam. He's been such a good friend to the Juve podcast, and I want to give him a shout out as well. All right, what, what do we got next, my, my friend? Um, do you want to talk about Fiorentina just briefly before we go to the next question? I don't know if you had any particular thoughts on I, traveling like to go I said, and play I've been, them. I've been so yeah. busy. I, I have not done any previews, any research or anything. I'll let you handle this one on your own. I'll yeah, no worries. That. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of, again, I would just say at this early point of the season, it's probably better to be... Um, a bit cautious and and not sort of get too carried away because again I think I think with them like they showed in the first game week that they they've had a lot of changes but they kind of play not similar to us but they play a, a sort of a, a similar type of formation they have that same kind of attacking like gusto they just want to go forward and attack and they're a young team they're full of a lot of energy a lot of spirit and. and Plus, it's the, with no disrespect to them, it's probably going to be the biggest game of the season for them at the stadium, um, at mm-hmm. the Frankie. So this is always going to be a game that they're just going to completely give absolutely everything towards. So I, I again, would say I'm optimistic that we can win, but I think it'll be a tight game and I think they will probably pressure the hell out of us, to be honest. So, well, what do you think yeah, about Ronaldo? I, 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 uh, you know, I... I was joking yesterday on Twitter. I was saying, don't even play Ronaldo. Let him rest. He played a couple of games uh, for Portugal. We need him nice and healthy for the Atletico game. You, you think there's no way with the salary he's being paid, they will play him? Is, well, they will not play him. Think, is, that, is that the deal? I think it's, I think it's more a case of with, um, with Sadi being so kind of set in his ways and I think he's probably obviously had an impact in terms of which players he wants to have in the, in the starting 11 so far for the last two games so I think I get the feeling it's going to be a very similar 11 so I think Ronaldo will have to play and he will probably say that he wants to play and again he'll probably have been in the gym you know like six o'clock <laughs> yesterday morning whatever <laughs> you know, like getting himself ready so uh, it probably won't even be an issue for him I think he'll he'll be completely prepared so um yeah, I, I think he's definitely going to play. He'll probably play both games, knowing him. He may even, maybe he'll start from the bench 
uh, tomorrow or on Wednesday. But just knowing him, he wants to play every game. He wants to score you yeah. know, in every game. So yeah, this game this game is important. But let him do it. Going to Atle- I, I'm I'm sort of happy we're going to to Madrid for their first game. Uh, get that out yeah. of the, get that out of the way. The the group we haven't really discussed yes. the groups. Atletico Madrid, uh, Bayern Leverkusen, Juve, and Lokomotiv Moscow. Um, mm-hmm. Moscow. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, ve- <laughs> very very doable. Should be able to take the, the you know top of the group. Hopefully Atletico slips up along the way. Hopefully it's not us who who is chasing yeah. the points in the last. You know Juve fans just know that. It's never over until until it's over. It's uh, you know our last last game day, last last uh, match day is always super tough for us. So yeah. I hope by the last match day we we have gathered enough points to take the first group. It it looks kind of tricky. That's the only thing I would say. I don't think it's as straightforward. I mean, I look at some of those teams and. Um, I think obviously Atletico will be tricky, and I think Leverkusen as well. I don't think they're going to be a pushover. So you slip up in either of those games, and you know the group could could potentially be sort of wide open. So yeah, yeah um, um, again, just take it a game at a time. You know. <laughs> All right. So next question comes from someone. We we apologize, guys. Um, which non-Italian club do you despise the most? It's a good question. Yeah. Who do you who do you not like? Or despise in this in this case. Yeah, <laughs> despise is kind of a strong word. Um, I think there's only I mean, there's a couple of clubs that I don't like, but I think if I was going to say, um, it, it has to be Liverpool, really, to be honest. Uh, just with the history and with what's happened between us and them in the past. Um, it's just one of those things that I, I'm never going to sort of get over it. You know, I'm never going to cheer for them. I'm never going to say, oh, they, they did a good job or anything like that. I, I just, I just can't do it. I don't like them. Um, you, I never you, will. You bring That's up, it. you bring up That's a good point because there was a, you know, the controversy with Juve congratulating them with a super cup uh, on Twitter mm. and people were, people were upset about it. What's, what's your take on other yeah. Juve fans sort of sympathizing with Liverpool? Um, I'm honestly not in a position to judge anyone. I, I'm, I've never, ever done that. It's something I completely disagree with because, you know, you support the club. That's all I care about. Beyond that, it's not my place to judge. It's not my place to say, oh, well, you're like more of a Juventino than someone else because you say this or that. You know, yeah. that's up to you. That's entirely up to you. Um, I like that. This is, this is I, t- typical Rav, you know. You're, yeah, you're, it's you're, yeah. You're I mean, life is man. just too short to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can be pissed off and I can be angry in the right circumstances, but when it comes to fellow supporters, you know, we're all kind of in it together. We're, we're trying to cheer for the same team. Um, so I didn't like that they did it. I really didn't like the fact that they felt the need to to go and sort of you know congratulate them on on that. But that's up to them. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know like just, be too sort of pissed off about it. I, I feel like social media, we, we discussed that in length last time, and I'm not going to touch on Twitter a lot this time around because people were, you know, the response we got was largely positive and people were people were happy we're doing this and we do appreciate it. Once again, I want to say thank you guys for listening. I, you know, the second podcast that I'm doing, I, I will never get used to the f- positive feedback. I do, I do love you guys. 
however people said that we, we talked about social media a little too much. Hey, if you don't like it, don't go on it. So that, that'll be it. But I will say that exactly. uh, I will touch on social media as far as the, there's, you, you have to be as popular on the field as you are off the field. You have to have the social media yes. that's strong. You have to have the camaraderie around, uh, you know, f- clubs sometimes tweet at each other and create these little, little rivals and it's fun. It's just something to enjoy while you're waiting for the actual game. I think they did fine. It was a classy, it was a classy thing to do. A lot of people will, will disagree, but if it comes, you know, it was not, not approved by the president. It was clearly came from, from a major source, you know, that, that, that congratulation. And it is what it is. I mean, we just, you just have to be diplomatic nowadays. All right. Next question. Uh, next question. Um, so if there was no uh, Calciopoli, would Juventus have won the Champions League by now? Uh, <laughs> what uh, do you think? Uh, if there was I, no ear, ear, Earmuffs, kids. If you, if you got kids in the car, earmuffs. Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's without a doubt. Look, look we, we've, come, we've, come not from, we've come back not from zero. We've come back from negative. And, yeah. and to come back and be, be a big part of european elite right now is just no doubt no doubt we've come so close being being in a disadvantage that's is just a testament to what we would have done and my my soul cries every time i see you know uh champions league uh, website or twitter account mention inter milan's win in 2010 because i feel like that should have been us yeah <laughs> no I, I completely agree i think if the, if we hadn't had uh, what happened in 2006 if we kept that squad and if we i mean if we maybe didn't have capello in charge maybe the season after if we'd managed to keep all those players i don't have any doubt whatsoever that we would have won it i think we were so close within those couple of years we were building and we were only getting stronger and stronger summer by summer just adding the missing pieces um i think with capello it was um two seasons where he was just really I think just too kind of too kind of cautious in his approach, and mm-hmm. we didn't do well in those games. We should have won both of those. We should have won. So, uh, yeah, I, I literally I have no doubt whatsoever. Well, thanks a lot to whoever. Way. Thanks a lot to whoever brought that up. That brought up pleasant memories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm only kidding. That was a great question, by the way. We have discussed it with Giovanni on the Juve podcast, but I'm glad he brought that up so we can hear your opinion as well. Um, what's our take on Emre John situation? Oh. Let me. I okay, mean, if we're, if we're if we're going in in terms, you want to take this one? Yeah, I, I don't mind going first. Um, I mean, on this, I think it's really tricky because I don't like the fact that we had a Juventus player come out and essentially sort of air his his dirty laundry in public. I didn't like that at all. Um, that was really annoying. Um, yeah. So it was, I don't like was the fact a really, that it got really to that unnecessary state. bad press for Juve. Yeah, exactly. And and it just shouldn't have been that way. That discussion should have happened behind closed doors. They should have been very, very vocal about it. And if need be, tell him that he has to be diplomatic in how he discusses it and that it shouldn't be broadcast in that way. I think he obviously said what he said and then it came out. There was a lot of discussion about it straight away. He had to go straight onto social media and he had to sort of apologize, uh, you know, sort of say, look, I'm not going to talk about it anymore and I support my teammates. 
I completely understand why he's pissed off because he came to Juventus. He was hoping to get a, you know, like playing time. He was hoping to, to be in the Champions League squad. So I understand that a young player wants to be in the Champions League team. Um, I get his situation, but he at just, the same he time... Just went, he just he went the wrong way about it. Yeah, he, he did, and I think the management as well. I, I think they should have been far more clear in, in how they approached it. Uh, this whole summer kind of feels like there's been just so much weird stuff happening that just doesn't seem to be very Juve-like, you know, if that makes sense. So, yeah. A lot of drama before we even played our third game in the league. I, I agree with you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What did you make of it? Uh, what, what I think, um, I don't think it's, I don't think, yeah, like you said, his his comments kind of overshadowed the the reason he wouldn't play. Uh, people jumped on in his defense, but I do think that a team will not exclude anyone if they don't think he will be uh, important to to the Champions League run. It's it's silly to think that they did it because they wanted to mess with him. Um, let's. I've always said that Emre Can is just a handsome Kedira. It's it's of course it's just a joke, um, but I I don't think he's that extra super important to the Champions League run, uh, especially if it's only for the first you know for for the group stage. If he improves, if we need his um, his input during the late later stages, I think they they will bring him back. I don't think it was that big of a deal. It's it's Emre Can. We didn't exclude. You know uh, Ronaldo, or we didn't exclude uh, Higuain or something like that. It's it's Emre Can. We thankfully we've got reinforcements, and hopefully that was the right decision. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. I do like, like I do feel for the guy on a personal level, of course. Um, even even not considering that he took it took it out in public. It's just you're Emre yeah. Can. You know it's. I, I, I like the guy, but I don't think we've lost a major, major part of the Champions League squad. I think the only thing that I would just add to that is I feel like maybe he's a more flexible player than perhaps some of the players that have been included in the squad. And if it had come down to it, maybe he could have been someone that could play at centre-back, he could maybe play at right-back. And there's other players that have been included that perhaps are a bit more... A nice way of saying it is like one-dimensional. So name that some, would be Come my on, answer. man. Name some names. Come on. Stop being so diplomatic. Okay. You, <laughs> if you want me to say it, I think uh, with Quadrado in the squad, I think he might have been. I think he's he's okay at right back. He can be... I think he was in the squad. Um, I'm going. I think he's... Yeah, he, he's kind of like a... He's an okay squad player, but he's not someone that I feel should have been included above uh, Emre Can. Um, again, it, for me, it's kind of like a coin toss between Kadira and Matuidi because I think both of those players are good to an extent. Um, they offer something, but I think Emre Can is someone that is far more flexible. I think he's someone that can perhaps do more than one role and he's kind of like... A, a, like a sort of a Swiss army knife, you know, having having him in the squad means that you can play him in different positions if you've got injuries or whatever. So now it just kind of feels like maybe we're a bit restricted and we got some old players. In from from what I, oh yeah, here, here he is, uh, number I'm 16. About it, but yeah, Juan Cuadrado is. is in the, he's in the squad. Um, I was more upset about uh, not adding Mandzukic, 
Um, I, I love Mandzukic. This is one of those, you know, uh, he's given so much for the team and not being included. I know, I know it hurts him, but I know he'll be so important to us in Serie A. Uh, hopefully he comes back to, a, um, to the good old Mario. But I also read, especially on your website, you know, uvfc.com, guys. This should be your daily read. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've heard that in, in January he's planning a move and maybe maybe we'll enjoy Mandzukic for the next six months or so, but that, w- that would be the end of his well, role at Juve. I was, I was going to say, just before we started recording, there was some discussion that he may go in the weeks ahead. I think perhaps the window in the Middle East may be still open, I think, until September 30th. And oh, wow. uh, he was left out. But yeah, he was left out of the squad for the Fiorentina game, and there's this kind of discussion that maybe it's to do with transfer talk. So he may, you never know, he may leave before then, if, ah. if that window is still well, open. Well, we've had we've had great times with with Mandzukic. I love him so much. I got his jersey and his the way he, you know, the way he became the Juve legend is just I it's. He's a he's a he's a semi legend. Of course, you know Juve legends are super important to Juve fans, and he's not up there yet. But I feel like he, I feel like he's one of those that yeah. will be remembered for the next couple of decades. Yeah. I think All right. So. Transfer question: yeah, Which position should be a priority in the yes, next summer's? Yeah. Uh, which position should be a priority in the next summer's transfer window? Fullback, winger, striker, midfielder. This- this is kind of like a no-brainer for me. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to say the same thing, but midfield, for God's sake, you know, it just feels like that—that that is just a position that has been lacking, like a, a superstar player for, you know, like four years, five years. We, we've got um, Ramsey and we've got Rabio, but you know, they both came on freeze. They're both yet to prove themselves. Perhaps they're not superstar sort of players, superstar mm-hmm. signings. So yeah, for me, I just I feel like we need to go all out next summer and just get a, a star midfielder, definitely. Who are you, How about you? Who, who, who are you thinking? If you know, obviously, there's speculation who's available, who's not. But if you if you had a whole Europe available, well, who um, who would you who would you choose? This is going to be really ridiculous. So people are going to say you had the pick of everyone and you chose. Milinkovic Savage, <laughs> but seriously, I really love that guy. I think he's, I think he's a really versatile player. I think he's the kind of guy that maybe doesn't always get to shine at Lazio, and I think in at a team like Juve, I feel like he could take a bigger step and perhaps become an even better player while perhaps offering us a lot more. He's got, he's got a bit of everything. You know, he can literally play almost any any position in midfield. So I would choose him. Uh, and and I feel like out of, to get him. I feel like. It's actually quite possible. I feel like there's yeah. more chances yeah. of signing him than, you know, say Pogba or someone, some, some of the superstars from Europe. I feel like yeah. Savage wants to play for us. That's our advantage. And it, it would be really interesting. I, I, the last couple of years we were tough, you know, missing out on him. But yeah. I think we'll be closer to him next summer than, than, any, than, than before. Yeah, definitely. Um, um. Let's just let's just sure. see how uh, let's just see how how this year works out. I think it's way too it's the the season just started. It's just way too early to talk about transfers for next year. Uh, <laughs> let, let's see what we can do with these players and where we where we need uh, reinforcements. I feel, I'll tell you who needs to 
go with no disrespect to the players. I feel like uh, renewing Cuadrado was a mistake or or um, De Silio is just not one of my favorites. I feel like there's no space in the, in the team for players like that. Cuadrado is just painful to watch. I got nothing against the guy. I love his passion for Juve. Um, he, every time he comes back, he he shows that he loves Juve. But showing that you love, I I love Juve, but you will not see me running down the flank. You know what I mean? It's at some point you just need to get rid of the the the, the baggage, and yeah. and that's that's the the dilemma with Kadira. Yeah, he's a great player, but is he good enough? He's a hard worker. Some people defend him because he's a nice guy. Some people have no patience for for Kadira. He's just one of those phenomena. He's just. You don't know what he'll do. I think he's good for like, I think he's good for forty-five minutes now. I think beyond that, I don't feel he's got the legs in him. I think he's just too many injuries. He's getting on. He doesn't have that that same kind of um, like the sort of athleticism um, beyond, like I say, maybe fifty minutes, sixty minutes at the most. So what do you do after that? And it's a shame people take social media the wrong way and and get personal with the players. Uh, there was, you know, nasty reports and nasty comments left on a lot of players' pages. Uh, but keeping it civil, I don't think he's good enough. I hope he surprises us and proves a lot of people wrong, including me. Maybe he has a few flashes of brilliance in the Champions League in him. But I just, yeah, there's there's a trim, there's a fat to be there's fat to be trimmed. And since we're on the topic of players that should improve, I think Bernardeschi. This is his year to shine. He skated on his good looks. I love Bernadeschi. He's a stylish dude. I, I love everything he does. There's you know there's a lot of trickery on the field, but it's I I feel like it's his it's his year to shine, especially in the Champions yeah. League. I feel like he should announce himself to Europe. Definitely, yep. Uh, there's an ultras questions. The, yeah, the last question. Um, yeah, what what do you think about? The, the situation with the ultras at the moment at the club um, and in terms of this kind of I suppose it, it kind of feels like a standoff between the management and them I, I feel like I have no say in this I feel like if you have a question about ultras we've discussed this with Maurizio from around Turin many times yeah. and by the way go to YouTube um, and, and search Turin Giants show uh, you'll see an interview I did with with Giovanni, oh, Giovanni, with Maurizio a few months ago, I think it was in March, right after the Atletico win, and he has a lot of things to say about it. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of removed from that world. I hope that I, yes. what I feel like, they should come up to to an agreement, uh, and I hope the peace resumes at the stadium. There's there's nothing like the full support from from you know Curva Sur behind. Uh, behind the players yeah. and the games are completely different when when Curva Sur is quiet and we we all saw the difference and last year was just a few games were were pretty pretty boring pretty quiet I just hope that they find find common language yeah that's that's completely my opinion as well I think you, when you go to the stadium when you watch games you you hear the passion and it comes from them you know the the rest of the stadium is is silent so they kind of look to them to kind of lead everything. So without them, it, it would just, you know, the silence would just be deafening. So, you know, what do the club want to do? Do they want to turn it into, 
you know, like football tourism? Do they want to get rid of them all from, from the curva and, and kind of make it all about, you know, having, having, uh, you know, tourists come in and, and fill that area. I, I just feel that's, yeah, I, long story short, like you say, I don't really feel too qualified to talk about it because I'm not there every single weekend. Um, you know, these guys give a, a hell of a lot for whatever bad things have happened and, and issues with chance and all that kind of stuff. They also make, uh, they make a lot of sacrifices to go there and, and, yeah. and give everything to the, to the you know, I, I like you said, I would, I would, like, I would hate to turn into one of those, one of those European clubs with no atmosphere. You know what I mean? It's, watching one of yeah. those games and uh i don't think i answered the question about the the non-italian team that i despise it's it's got to be manchester oh united. yes yeah it's got to be manchester united <laughs> i've, I've hated that. them ever since 1999 when when they knocked us out <laughs> and then you know going you know i was cheering against them for that reason in the champions league final against bayern and they pull off a miracle and score two goals in the last minute or so ever since then manchester yeah. united was just on and and I've mentioned it a million times on a Juve podcast. Um, and speaking of them, it it brings me a lot of joy to see how commercialized that team has become <laughs> and how quiet their supporters have become. Um, just that should be the lesson for Juve. You should definitely not forget your past and not forget your fo- your followers and your your fans have that have, have stuck around. And you know, ultras and Curvasu, they travel all over the all over the Europe, all over Italy. And I think it's, uh, it's important to kind of give in as well. And I, like I said, I hope we don't become one of the Manchester Uniteds of the world. That's my opinion. Yep, absolutely. How, how has your summer been? Yep. You ready for fall? Or, uh, or autumn? It just went by so quick. <laughs> autumn, yeah. It it just went by real quick. We we get like uh, you know like two three weeks of really good weather, and then the rest <laughs> is just kind of like somewhere in the middle. And then it's like bang, here you go, it's autumn, and then bang, it's it's winter. And then you and you spend all that time looking forward to summer, and you get like a week, and then it just disappears. So yeah, it was it was okay. It just I, went by way uh, too cool. I, I, I love I love visiting London, but I went there a couple times, and yeah. I was like, I will not be able to live here. I need my son. And I know I live in Chicago. It's not the it's not the warmest place in the world. But even during the cold, yeah. even during the cold winter days, there's still sun, and it's and I feel like it's super important for me to to have the sun around. And you know, man, Britain can be yeah. <laughs> can be a dull place. <laughs> it's ten times worse with everything else that's happening. But that's like a whole other podcast. Hey, let's let's start day. a political <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Hell no, <laughs> let's not. Um, yeah, I, you know what? Uh, I've 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 taken politics out of my life a lot. You know, I'll vote and do whatever is necessary, but I feel like it's become just a game for people with not a lot of things to do to argue online. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like my life has been substantially better ever since I stopped arguing with strangers and. Never changing their opinions about anything political. I just feel like we're all humans. We should get along. And, you know, there's there's always going to be differences. But, you know, we live in the most peaceful time in the world history. So I think we should enjoy it and appreciate it and leave the stupid Twitter Twitter wars to, to people with nothing better to do. Absolutely agree. 100%. Definitely. So we'll, we'll meet again in a few weeks. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think in a couple of weeks, time, there's going to be a lot more to talk about. You know, we, we should have you know gone a little bit deeper into the Champions League. We'll maybe have a better idea of how we're going to play and, and what we're going to be doing. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think the next couple of weeks are going to be really telling. I think we'll learn a hell of a lot in the next, say, two, three weeks. Yeah, the coach is back on the sidelines. You know, pneumonia is such a... I work at a hospital. I work with lungs. I'm a respiratory therapist. I, you know, I, I work oh, with wow. people with with uh, unhealthy lungs, and I know pneumonia is... I mean, you, you can't get out of bed. I don't know. How, it's props to him that he wanted to come out and be on the sidelines, but I just I honestly don't think that would, that would happen. And having a <laughs> having a contagious man around athletes whose, whose bodies are, are yeah. like well-oiled machines i don't think you want to have that on the sideline and i i would love to see him sporting a mask at the next game to be honest you know cool cool mask with a you know, <laughs> drawing of a cigarette coming out of it or something uh he needs to pick the habit more so than anything else that guy just needs to you know just get rid of those cigarettes not to you know like roll in and, and make a sort of a judgment call but yeah he, he needs to take better care of himself seriously it's but, but, it's uh, nice that he kind of covered go, go uh, ahead sorry yeah, that he no, I was just going to say it's it's nice that he's recovered and all the rest, but you know something like that, yeah, you kind of worry for the guy and you worry for his health. So yeah, yeah thank God he's all right. Isn't it funny how cigarettes have become you know bad norm now? You know, it's it's with all the stuff that we know about smoking. It's I I, I like an occasional smoke, especially especially after Juve plays, but I, I will never make it a habit <laughs> just because it's first of all it's expensive, second of all it's, there's nothing good that good uh you know good that comes out of smoking and if you're a young person listening to this podcast take this away don't smoke kids here we go we we've done we've done our social (laughs) (laughs) we've done what we need to do for the community i feel like this podcast has has had everything absolutely i feel like that too yeah we covered everything politics health (laughs) uh, religion somewhere in there football sports you know we've done it all thank thank you rob you guys check this out uh on the uve podcast on itunes soundcloud my favorite is spotify just because as a podcaster they give you they they give you a great layout and and you know i i appreciate that spotify has now taken over the the podcasting world so um yeah follow us everywhere at uvafc.com at uve podcast uh instagram is picking up speed um yeah like like many of you know i've lost a juventus underscore daily account that had sixty thousand followers and now i have a little tiny 700 follower count on at uve podcast but i'm happy with it you know people who know me follow me i really do appreciate you guys all right guys thank you tune in later Tune in on Tuesday when we cover the Champions League game with Giovanni at Juve Podcast on Juve Podcast. Raf, thank you, buddy. I I, I appreciate yes. you coming on. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you, bud. Talk to you soon.